You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. We are broadcasting from downtown Rapid City, the heart of Rapid City, Chancery Office Building, right next to the Mustard Seed, right across the street from Armadillo's. <laughs> I haven't had breakfast yet. I'm starting to get hungry. Yeah, you're thinking about it. I <clears throat> fasting yesterday for Ash Wednesday. <laughs> I'm Father Brian Christensen. I'm Jacques Daniel, and we are joined this morning with Sister Sarah Kowal. Good morning, Sister. Good morning. Happy to be with you today. Yeah, you know, uh, the sisters are out of Miami, is that right? Tell us a little bit about your order. Yes, we were founded in Miami, Florida in 1990 by Mother Adela Galindo, and we've been up here in Rapid City for almost two years now. Now, you haven't been up here in Rapid City for two years. That is correct. I've been in Rapid City for almost two months. Two months, Mm -hmm. and made a huge impact already. Um, How are you finding the... The, bla- the winter in the Black Hills. <laughs> it's a little different than winter in Miami. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, are you native oh, of Miami? Are you native of Miami? I am not. Nope. Where I'm are a you from? Mich- I'm a native of Michigan, so this is more the weather I'm used to, so it's not too shocking to me. Tell us a little bit about your uh, vocation um, from Michigan to Miami to Rapid City. Sure. Um, I graduated college in Michigan and then moved down to Miami kind of on a whim. Um, I got offered a job down there out of college um, teaching at a school down in Miami, so I moved. Sounded fun and exciting. Um, And that's kind of where I also in Miami where I came back to my faith. I'd really fallen away a lot in college. Um, I came back, started attending the more or less the Newman Center at the University of Miami. Got involved there. Um, and just really came back to the Lord, and really a long process, long story, but ultimately met the sisters in Miami, eventually kind of realized I had a vocation that took a little while, a lot, a lot of ups and downs in between there, um, and entered the convent about five years after I had been living in Miami. And okay. then I, after I professed, I was in Peoria, the Diocese of Peoria, for about 13 years, serving at a Newman Center in a high school there, and then here I am now in Rapid City. Um, tell us a little bit about your experience in the Newman Center in Miami. How did you get to the Newman Center in Miami? Did somebody invite you? Did you just stumble on it? What What happened? Well, I was just fresh out of college myself since I was looking for people my age, um, and I didn't live too far from the campus. It was, it was probably the closest university to me at the time, and so I just basically went over there and <laughs> to see what they had uh, and, and kind of joined their young adult group, I guess. Okay, okay, so just that prompting. And, uh, and mm-hmm. how did you come encounter to encounter the sisters of the pierced heart? Uh, yeah, great question. Just through various events in Miami. So the, the director of the Catholic Center in, at University of Miami was Sister Sylvia. She wasn't a sister at the time, but she did enter a couple years later. And so kind of her initially, she would bring the sisters for different things, encourage us to go to their events. And then just um, just over time, they were obviously very active in Miami. So I would go to their events on Friday nights that they would have and just different retreats that they would put on. And so kind of just got to know them through various the various apostles they had in the city there. Okay. And uh, just if you could, for our listeners, you know, kind of talk mm-hmm. about the charism of, of uh, the Sisters of the Pierced Hearts. Yeah, so our charism, we take a fourth vow, besides poverty, chastity, and obedience, of total Marian identification and availability. 
Um, and what that really ultimately means is that we're called to be Our Lady's heart, presence, uh, and person really in the heart of the Church, and in utter simplicity, trying to be Our Lady's presence in the Church. Um, and part of that being Our Lady's presence is also being totally available, that like she was, um, to do whatever the Lord needed her to do at any moment. So uh, our part of our charism and sense of our apostolate is, um, is that we basically go wherever the Church needs us, uh, obviously as far as we're available to be, to be able to go and serve. So we have varied apostolates and varied ministries within the Church, um, just basically what, trying to respond to the Church's needs like Our Lady would be. Well, uh, talking about the Church's needs, could you tell us about what you're doing here in the Diocese of Rapid City now? Yes, yeah, so I'm serving as the Director of Pastoral Ministries and Faith Formation. Uh, Sister Rachel was previously in that position, so we kind of swapped out spots here. Um, and I'm grateful for all the work that she did in that position before I got here. So just um, directing the various ministries of the diocese, uh, family life, youth and, youth and young adult, and Native ministries, and then overseeing also the Office of Faith Formation. So various initiatives of, you know, parish catechesis, um, director of religious education, retreats and events, etc., just all that builds up the faith in the diocese. You sound like you have a lot of hats to, uh, or at least a lot of plates <laughs> spinning. It's just few hats, yes, but luckily I have a good team around me, including Jacques. That's <laughs> that right. Helps with a lot of those hats. <laughs> How, how's your transition over these last two uh, two months been? I mean, you came at the most balmy time of the year for, uh, for South Dakota, but uh, how's it been for you? It's been going well, yeah. The people, people have been so wonderful, supportive, and welcoming. Um, just a lot to learn, obviously, and learning a lot, uh, you know, processing a lot, and then just diving right in. <laughs> Sister Sarah, what's the most surprising thing that you've experienced since being here in the Diocese of Rapid City? You've come from a lot of different dioceses, a lot of different places. Oh, goodness. That's a tough question. Surprising. I think I've been, I don't know if it's surprising, but I think I've been moved by the faith of the people of the diocese. Um, just a really lively faith of the people here. Um, very authentic and real, and I think that's been a real blessing um, that I've seen and observed, and I'm looking forward to meeting even more people um, and seeing more of a witness of that, but that's something I've initially noticed and been uh, moved by. I know it's only been uh, two months here, but as you're kind of getting your feet on the ground and getting a sense of all of the ministries that uh, are kind of entrusted to you, and of course you have collaborators both on the staff here and across the diocese, um, mm-hmm. what are what some of the what are some of the vision, if you will? Where 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 does where do you feel the Holy Spirit's kind of leading you and and moving you, you know, to share <laughs> your gifts, your talents uh, here in the diocese? That's a good question. Some where I mean, you know, there's the vision that we have, you know, for the office, the things we already do. So just trying to learn that um, and expand that as much as possible in the in the coming you know years and months, et cetera. Um, I think maybe. Personally, something that I obviously believe I bring a lot with me is just the experience, education, and teaching. Um, mm. I think I'm kind of a natural teacher, and that's probably one of the things that I've done the most of in the last 20 years or so. Um, and so I'm hoping that, you know, on a personal level, I can bring some of that to the ministry here, too, as well. That experience yes. that I've already come I'm excited that Sister Sarah has a great love for youth ministry, young adult ministry. Mm-hmm. She's she's very excited about the work that's happening and expanding it more and more and more. Yes, yes, I do have a particular love for youth and young adults. 
All right. I, you know, uh, in the work that you do in uh, Director for Pastoral Ministries here, you oversee mm-hmm. the, the Veritatis Splendor Institute. Yes. Uh, and uh, could you share with the viewers a little bit about what this institute is about, the VSI or the Veritatis Splendor VSI. Institute? Yes. Wonderful program that we have here in the diocese. Um, it's been around for, I, I believe, about eight years now. It could be wrong a little bit off on that. But um, the intention really just to form um, particularly catechists, but really any lay minister or anyone really just seeking to grow in their faith who wants to serve more in their parish. And so it's um, one Saturday a month, basically, uh, where we come together um, in kind of a, a little mini formation every Saturday and various co- courses and topics. Um, to help people really just come to know and understand their faith so that they can also transmit it more effectively to others. Uh, it's a wonderful program. I'm really impressed by it and excited to dive more into that as well in the future. Yeah, how, uh, how, does, how, would, how, uh, how would you do the formation <laughs> with regard to uh, spirituality? I see that you have a Lenten retreat coming up. We do, yeah. So we have a Lenten retreat coming up, which is both for VSI, our VSI students, as well as really anyone who wants to attend. And we're excited about that uh, retreat. The topic is spiritual battle and the discernment of spirits, and it's really a perfect topic for Lent, actually. Tell us a little bit about the, um, the, the aim of the retreat, the purpose of the retreat, how the theme uh, might unfold for somebody who is desiring to be part of that. Yeah, great question. I think fundamentally we all are desiring always to hear the Lord's voice better, right, um, in our lives to, so He can speak to us, so we can live our lives, you know, more in union with Him, more better, basically. I'm sorry. Oh, yep. And we are always trying to hear that voice, but sometimes we can get a little distracted because often there's other voices, right, that influence us and typically we call those the sources of concupiscence right the devil the flesh and the world mm-hmm. um, and often those are the other voices that speak to our hearts they, that can confuse us lead us astray lead us into sin etc so a lot of the focus of the retreat is really kind of coming to understand the different you can say voices that can speak to us that god's voice but also those voices the devil the flesh and the world and how those affect us um so the talks will be focused on how those voices, you could say really concretely how they influence our life, what they look like, so we can discern better in a sense when we're trying to make decisions, uh, we're trying to hear the Lord, what voice we're really hearing. Um, we're also going to be looking at St. Ignatius's rules of discernment um, and kind of help, you know, he's going to enter in there toward the end of the retreat also to help us. Sometimes, sometimes the voice is Aaron in the sound booth in Fargo, and you have to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get confused by his voice. Yeah, really. when, the produ- when the producer's listen- whispering in your ears and counting down, you get a little panic and a little confused. But it's a good, it's a good illustration of the discernment of spirits. I know our, exactly our listeners, right. our listeners can't hear, but every once in a while, our producer whispers in our ears, and uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, we can, and you know, it's good to good to. Uh, good to keep a, keep focus on what the the main thing is. You so, sister, you mentioned that, uh, and we we're about to come up to a break here. But um, um, you mentioned that this is for VSI participants, uh, people who are in the Veritas Blender Institute mm-hmm. program. Um, is it open to others? Yes, it is open to anybody in the diocese or even outside the diocese that would like to attend. All right, we're talking with uh, Sister Sarah from the Diocese of Rapid City about an upcoming Lenten retreat in March, and we'll be right back after the break. 
live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Real Presence Radio is available on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, Okay, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, Play Sioux Falls, or Play AM 970, or Play WWEN. From there, you can use words like Play, Pause, and Stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Google Assistant devices. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. We can access Jesus' healing power through the sacrament of confession. But how can telling a priest my sins heal me? People pay good money to unburden themselves to psychotherapists because of a deep-seated human need to confess and be absolved. Through our contrition and confession to the Lord Jesus in the person of the priest, we accomplish the healthy task of accountability in an age of shirking of personal responsibility. But beyond the psychological benefits of admitting wrongdoing so that we can move on, our souls are literally wiped clean in this sacrament. We are given the grace and the strength to go out there and actually do better. A truly clean and peaceful spirit leads to a healthier body and mind. The sacrament of confession is a well of healing for your soul. Is it time for you to go to confession? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us. The Real Presence Live. We are downtown Rapid City. It's slowly warming up, uh, both outside and inside this room. We're at the Chancery offices. I'm Jacques Daniel. I'm Father Brian Christensen. This is Real Presence Radio Live. I'm your sister, Sarah Kowal, joining us. Good morning. Again. Good morning, sister. sister. Welcome back. You We're excited. We didn't lose you. Yeah, Good. sister's uh, joining us from uh, her convent here in Rapid City, um, where she's socked in behind drifts of snow. <laughs> but some of your Newman Center boys came over and shoveled, I hear. Is that right? That is correct. They did very kindly. Jacques said it's warming up, but I think it's like minus 12. Is this, is, what is it? It's now minus 8. Minus 8 is warming up. It feels like minus 30. But it's, so it's, it's sunny, sunny out. It's sunny out. I have a priest that uh, is one of my uh, parochial vicars, uh, Father uh, Leonard, and he's from Uganda. And uh, he's, he's great. He wakes up in the morning, and he, when it's sunny out, he says it's very shiny out today. Mm. <laughs> I love that. It's shiny out today. And so he went out this morning to go get the newspaper. He just calls it the news. I'm going to go get the news. And uh, he came running back in the house. I mean, this is like at, you know, 7.15. And he's just like, whoo, 
it's shiny but freezing. <laughs> it doesn't make sense for a guy from Uganda. <laughs> shiny but freezing. I love shiny weather. Uh, we, uh, it is shiny out today. It is shiny. We're in the process of replacing our uh, curtains in our bedroom, and so it's shiny all night long. Shiny all night long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sister, back to the topic at hand. You are running a a retreat, a Lenten retreat. Um, What's the name of the retreat? Where is it? And when is it? Yes, so the name of the retreat is Spiritual Battle and the Discernment of Spirits. It's going to take place March 24th through 26th, and it'll be at Terra Sancta Retreat Center. All right. If somebody's interested in it, like you said, it's open to anybody that would like to participate in it. Sounds like an exciting opportunity, both during the Lenten season, but also for an important aspect of discernment um, mm-hmm. and, and being able to really allow God to speak and to recognize um, the movement of God within us. Um, how would they? How would they register? Yeah, so they can just go directly to the Rapid City Diocese website, and there on the front page there, there's a, a little advertisement. You click on that, and it'll take you directly to the registration page. Spiritual battle, the discernment of spirits. Um, mm-hmm. who's, who's leading this retreat, sister? We, the sisters, the servants of the pure starts of Jesus and Mary. We'll be giving the we, talk. We, the sisters, the we, how many are we? <laughs> we are four here in the diocese. Okay, and uh, what can somebody expect as they go on that retreat for regarding um, liturgy and pace of life, and how how is this going to be structured? Yeah, great question. So like every retreat, it's a great opportunity to just get away, right? Um, so there'll be the different talks, obviously, but lots of time also for prayer. We'll have Mass every day, uh, liturgy, the hours, um, adoration, um, and then just times for reflection, silence, confession, um, speaking with also other people, like some of the priests or sisters on the retreat individually if they'd like to. Uh, so just a real opportunity to and take, get away from the world and enter into a deeper relationship with the Lord. Yeah, it sounds like a beautiful time. Uh, Terra Sancta Retreat Center here on the west side of Rapid City is really nestled in the, the Black mm-hmm. Hills and just a gorgeous uh, beautiful setting. Um, I mean, I've been there many times, uh, both uh, leading retreats or teaching, but also on retreat, and I've found it to be an, really a, a wonderful, powerful uh, experience, fruitful uh, for for retreat experiences. So, yes, absolutely, it's a real jewel of our diocese. Definitely is. Definitely is. Okay, sister, I just want to get back to kind of discernment of spirits as you were talking. Yeah. Um, I think some people are familiar with it, but some of our listeners may not be um, with regard to speaking about listening to God. I mean, people have said to me many times over the course of my priesthood, if God would just speak to me, if if he would make it clear to me what he wants me to do, I would do it. Um, but I don't hear him. Um, and so can you kind of speak to that challenge of hearing, listening, um, experiencing God's presence yeah, absolutely. I think that's just, that's a common um, common theme that we do hear a lot of times, right? You know, does God really speak to me? And I think that's probably one of the first, I mean, there's so many layers to that, right? But I think the first kind of part is just believing that He does and He wants to and He is all the time, right? Um, and I think one of the things that the, the first tactic of, of the enemy often is just this really to distract us. Um, so that we're not even attempting to have that conversation with God, right? It's one of its primary um, 
tactics you could say it's just simple distraction keep keep us busy uh keep us distracted doing something else so we're not even setting time aside in our lives to have that conversation so i think the first thing an obvious thing is if we want to hear god speak we really have to be willing to set aside time to actually speak with him right and obviously fundamentally that's prayer um and scripture the sacraments etc and so to also understand he's always speaking to us um, always speaking to us, but it's going to be sometimes quiet and subtle uh, and peaceful. Um, and sometimes, and I, a lot of times people say, well, he doesn't speak to me. I said, well, have you opened your scripture lately? Because the Bible, that's his letter to us, right? So sometimes just taking us back to those fundamental sources. He's, the, the scripture is God's very word to us. And so taking time, are we reading that? Are we listening to him in scripture? Uh, because those are, you could say, the ordinary ways he speaks to us, right? Um, and then I think kind of going above that um sometimes a lot of times i think we're we are trying to make decisions in our life right we're trying to figure out where does the lord want me to move i'm walking forward here but in what direction does he want me to go um and a lot of times that's what we refer to as discernment right um discernment is important also for people to realize discernment isn't deciding between a bad or a good choice right that's not discernment that we we should never um, contemplate in a sense whether we should do the bad right we're always seeking to do the good so discernment is when I have multiple good choices in front of me, which one is it the Lord is the Lord calling me to choose? Um, and so when we're speaking of you know we talk about discernment and vocations, right? That's a large choice. Like what's my vocation in life? But also just discernment on a basic level: should I take this job? Should I move? Should I stay here? Uh, what should I do tomorrow this weekend? There's a retreat. Should I go? You know, etc. So there's those questions, and I think that's also part of discernment is trying to understand. Um, which good choice is the Lord um, inviting me to in this moment when, when I have multiple before me? If you're listening so to I this think, and you're trying to, you know, waiting for the voice of the Lord to invite you to retreat, this is it. Come on a retreat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there's, no bad time, there's no bad time to go on a retreat, but Lent that is, exactly. uh, is a, a beautiful time to go on a retreat and especially to join the servants of the pierced hearts of Jesus and Mary. Sister, you've now you're new to the diocese, relatively speaking, and you are uh, um, you've certainly you're not new to retreat ministry, and uh, specifically this topic is something that is near and dear to your heart, and you've and you've done this before. That is correct. Yes, yeah, so I've obviously been in uh, college and high school ministry. We do a lot of retreats. I think that this first top this topic kind of first came to be a little bit for me um, in the small group at the high school that I had. Um, of, you know, junior and senior girls. Um, and one semester, I, I made a lot of this content, the topic of our small group. Um, and it, they were, it was really fruitful. Uh, they really responded to it a lot. They really appreciated it. It really opened their eyes, I think, um, to the ways that the Lord speaks, but also the ways that we're often led off track from the Lord's voice, um, because it also helps show us a lot of those pitfalls and the, um, the ways we often can walk away from the Lord, you know. And so I think it was really helpful for them, and they really responded to it so positively. Um, they said it was one of the most helpful things that they had learned while in high school. Um, and then about two years ago, I kind of put a lot of that content together and gave it as a Lenten series um, in, in Peoria at the time, um, just for anyone that wanted to come in the evenings once a week during Lent. Um, and same thing, it was also, I think a lot of people walked away um, feeling that it was a very fruitful time for them and really helped them understand the ways that the Lord works and speaks in our lives. 
So there might be people who have never heard of uh, the discernment of spirits or uh, St. Ignatius or any of mm-hmm. these um, beautiful gifts that he's given to the church that would want to go. There are, mm-hmm. There is a good population of people in the Diocese of Rapid City that have been studying and praying through his uh, discernment of spirits. What, what do you think will be a gift for them if they decide to come? Is it going to be rehashing things for them? or, or uh, how, Yeah, good question. Is, How's it going to be fresh? Yeah, I think a little bit. So the one of the talks in the retreat is kind of a basic review of, of some of Ignatius's uh, key points in the discernment of spirits. But I think it's also uh, what I think they'll find is a really a deeper enfleshment of those sources of concupiscence, the you know the devil, the flesh, and the world, and how those really concretely play out and act, and how we see them in our lives. Um, and really, that's why it's so perfect for Lent too. Because the you know the the, four, the the threefold formula for Lent is right prayer fasting and almsgiving, um, and those are really meant to directly combat um, the devil, the flesh, and the world, which are the three sources of concupiscence. Right. So prayer right is, relates to our relationship with God, which is what we need to grow in order, obviously, not to be um, under more under influence of the devil. Right. Fasting is in relationship to ourselves and really the world, often which is the flesh. And helps us combat those desires of the flesh. And almsgiving really relates to our relationship with others, right, which is often um, in the sense where we get sucked in by the world. So there's that. So this is really, um, it's definitely about and integrates the principles of Ignatius, but I also think it goes deeper um, and also really helps us to live Lent more effectively. Amen. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a beautiful time. Maybe one last time for our listeners, details dates how do they get there how do they register yes absolutely so we can register on the diocesan website diocese of rapid city um and the dates are march 24th to 26th and it'll be at terra sancta retreat center so the retreat begins friday evening at five o'clock and will end sunday after lunch we're visiting with sister sarah kowal one of the servants of the pierced hearts of Jesus Mary here in the Diocese of Rapid City and uh, been visiting with her today about the spiritual battle and the discernment of spirits is great Lenten retreat coming up March 24th through 26th at Terra Sancta. Thank you so much, sister. Thank you, sister. Thank you. It's been a joy to be with you guys today and I'll be uh, praying for the rest of the program today. Sounds good. So don't go away. After the break, we're going to be joined by Shauna Hansen, who is the uh, point person for the Eucharistic Revival for the Diocese of Rapid City, which is hard to say all at once. But she is actually in the building, and, uh, and we're looking forward to talking uh, with her right after the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.